Welcome back to middle school It's a zoo out there So just be cool Don't speak too loud Try to fit in But if you don't Then you can be in outfit repeater And you better believe that In outfit repeater Is the best thing you can be Just be chill Smiling wave If you stay with us Drop out there, but you will always have a seat with the outfit repeaters. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the outfit repeaters. I'm Marissa Cantor, and with me, as always, is Sam Chung. Hello, Marissa. Here we are, bright and early, to talk about how I met your father. Do you know how I met your father? Holding a dog. It's true. Iconic. <laughs> Iconic behavior. Yeah. Not just holding a dog, but like cradling him like a baby. Yeah. And I would not be shocked if that was how the father was met on this show as well. You think my dad and Sophie's dad have similar energy? No. Well, no, it wouldn't be Sophie's dad. It would be Sophie's husband. Oh, that father. (laughs) Based on what? I guess that's, well, you know, if Drew is the father, he had a dog, right? Yeah. Who disappeared, probably died. Yeah. Became a plot hole. Yeah. Oh, that's something I haven't done in a while. (laughs) Are we calling this the penultimate episode of season two? No. Okay. (laughs) Well, next week is a double. Yeah, but the penultimate one is still the one before. And there's if there's two, then the first one next week is the penultimate one. Okay, but don't they serve as like a finale cluster? No, because they'll have nothing to do with each other. (laughs) Because it was just a scheduling choice? Yeah, I think so. Not a purposeful plot choice? No, I, no, this is not the, I would not call this the penultimate episode. Not like Lost when they're like the island part one, the island part two, the island part three. There was no part three. It was. It was just an extended, like, it was an extended version with the two parts combined and, like, some bonus scenes. Too much. I, I, I'll always take more content. Okay, well, what did we think of this episode overall before we dive in? Fine. Yeah, it was pretty middle of the road. I did like how it subverted expectations with the trope that it chose to use. I thought that that was... A nice little twist. But other than that, it was just giving what it always gives, right? Yeah, I mean, I guess I was uh, surprised by Sophie's mom. This feels inconsistent with what we know about her. Everything we've learned about her so far. Yeah, like I thought she went for much, much younger men. (laughs) I thought you were going to say, I thought that like she was not a relationship girly. Well, that too. Um, maybe all she needed was a Nick. Uh, I mean, maybe. I don't know. It was like the first time too. It's like, sorry, I'm trying to figure out how to word what I want to say. It's like, we know the show is from Sophie's point of view. So there's an inherent bias to everything we're seeing. And I think that this is the first time it made me question everything we know about her mom. And like, I thought her mom really did act like a mom in this episode. I mean, I think that's a valid point. I 
am hesitant to think that Sophie's mom is as bad as what we've seen portrayed in the show for exactly the reason that you've said, because there's there's a certain degree to watching this show and knowing that the narrator has such a specific lens that it's like, yeah, can we trust anything that you're saying about any of these people? <laughs> Which makes the viewing experience like tricky and interesting because you're almost like parsing through like multiple layers of, okay, this is, we're seeing what Sophie is showing us, but then thinking about, okay, but what is actually going on? It's interesting. We love an unreliable narrator. I guess. Very convenient that they're both single, like how, how 20 or 31, 30 years later. It's a second chance romance. Oh, okay. Let them. Is that, is that what, is that a trope? A second chance romance? Hell yeah, it is. Oh, well, my favorite trope I learned yesterday is the rainforest cafe romance. (laughs) That's not a trope. That's (laughs) like a concept. We'll make it a trope. It should happen in every... (laughs) (laughs) Tropes are just repetition. So that's not a trope. It's not a trope yet. It can be. Oh, man. Anything can be a trope if we just do it enough. Oh, man. (laughs) Well, on that note, do you want to just... Dive into the episode. Sure. Okay. Today we are talking about How I Met Your Father, season two, episode 18, Parent Trap. In this episode, Sophie tries to parent trap her parents. Sid and Ellen try their own master plan to nudge Jesse and Charlie into being roommates with each other. And they try to make those two things sound like the same thing. But as you pointed out while we were watching the episode, Sam, they're not. They're not. One is a parent trap primarily because it involves two parents the other one i would argue is more an inception situation because they're trying to they're not only trying to like get these two uh roommates to realize that they might be better you know together they also want them to think that it was their idea that they came up with not a parent trap Which is not essential to, like, the plot of your life. You can literally just say, you know, you guys can go find an apartment together. It doesn't need to be their own idea. True. Ellen and Sid really go out of their way to make this so much harder than it needs to be. They do. We will get into that and more. But first, we start this episode with Sophie, who has a brilliant plan to reintroduce her parents and perform a parent trap. Because her mom is chili powder and her dad's a jar of mayo and together they make an aioli. How many times are these people going to fall for this? Like how many? (laughs) Every episode starts with Sophie has a plan. Like, come on. (laughs) And it's never a good plan. Oh, yeah. Honestly. Ellen says that, you know, parent traps are fun when Lindsay Lohan's do them. But in reality, they only end in pain. Yeah, it's crazy to me. So Parent Trap movie, the Parent Trap has been made multiple times. Lindsay Lohan, Haley Mills, and they always, they never just chose a pair of twins, like, (laughs) which is wild because, I mean, Lindsay Lohan probably a little bit early. Actually, I'm I'm confusing myself on the timing, but there was Lindsay Lohan around the same time as Mary-Kate and Ashley, no? (laughs) relatively like yes. <laughs> i don't know you could have made this so much easier if you had just legitimately chosen a, a real pair of twins but i guess the argument is right that there are some scenes where you don't necessarily need both twins together but even still then you'd have to pay two people 
Yeah, but they're children, so they already earn half free. <laughs> Plus, it, I I would argue, I think I don't know this for a fact, but I would suspect Dennis Quaid made like fifty percent of the acting budget in that movie. I always forget that that was Dennis Quaid. Yeah, you 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 underestimate the gravity of Dennis Quaid, especially at that moment in time, right? I feel like there's an alternate universe where like Kev, uh, Dennis Quaid becomes the Yellowstone. <laughs> person instead of Kevin Costner and then you know basically interchangeable wait those are two different people <laughs> <laughs> yes yes miraculously yes is Lindsay Lohan our first initiation of this episode no Ooh, tell me why because the I don't know I feel like because the the title of the episode is the parent trap you know it fell within the the scope of the plot of the episode like you were expecting a Lindsay Lohan right yeah it would, it would honestly be weird for them not to bring this up given the the situation that they've set up here okay understandable sorry Lindsay you're out <laughs> <laughs> maybe next time yeah Ellen's point with her with her Lindsay Lohan's reference is that her and Jesse as children also tried to parent trap their parents and it didn't work out to which Sophie says that that didn't work because they were dumb babies and her plan is actually brilliant. It's not. It's not. Yeah. It's pretty basic as far as plans go. It's just like go out to dinner and hope for the best. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. Like surprise invite two se- two parents separately to the same restaurant. Unbeknownst to them, they will both meet at the restaurant and be like, oh, my God, I thought this was just us. Oh my God, I thought this was just us. Oh well, I guess now all three slash four because Val is there. Why? Like that's another thing I wanted to talk about is like, why does Val get to go to this? Well, what else would she do? Literally anything else. (laughs) Literally be her own person. Everybody knows there's no sexier instrument than the harp. Let's bring a harpist in. (laughs) Named Harper. Well, of course, all harpists are named Harper. That's just immutable fact. Uh, and also, let's bring in a hot but forgettable waiter, Greg. Yes, and if all goes according to plan, then Sophie will be able to fulfill her I finally have a family bucket list, including items such as apple picking, uh, three-seat bicycles, and family portraits at JCPenney. I've been trying to get us on a Surrey for a decade. This is a very hard ask. <laughs> That's true. I've never taken a family portrait at JCPenney. I didn't you? even know they did that. I don't even know if they still do that, honestly. Do they still do that? I are there know. still JCPenney's? <laughs> there, there are still JCPenney's. They're kind of on the downswing, I believe. Like, I, I know. think like a bunch closed a few years ago. I, I was going to say, is JCPenney the cousin of Sears? Like, <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. Also, what do you think JCPenney's, like, what do you think the JC stands for? I've looked it up in the past and it's, I don't remember. Oh, my, my hypothesis is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, Penny. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah. Our A story, our main story, Sophie parent trapping her parents. Everybody else is kind of dealing with this roommate situation on the other side, um, which begins at Ellen and Charlie's apartment. And... Ellen is trying to hang up a curtain to like separate her room that's like in the kind of like living area to give herself some privacy. Ellen is 
not okay. I mean, would you be okay if you had to hang up a, a privacy sheet? No. <laughs> you make six figures and you have to set up a privacy sheet? That was such a plot twist. I was so unprepared for her to drop that also, information. Also, clearly I'm in the wrong line of work. I should tweet at Whole Foods and their four point whatever million followers and be like, hey, uh, how much do you pay your buyers? Seriously. <laughs> because, you know, for six figures, I can... I can find a farm and source lettuce. But yeah, this also gave me an opportunity to clip something, which I haven't done in a very long time. I wish I was dead! Ellen as a character has always confused me to a certain extent, but I feel like her progression or like regression in season two has been like particularly confusing to me. Like I just find her character to be incredibly inconsistent. I mean, anything can be explained away, right? With if you by just, Sophie's. Yeah. Put the Sophie filter over it. Yeah, if you go back to the logic of the of the beginning and just say, you know what, Sophie actually doesn't really know Ellen that well because honestly, none of these people know each other that well. <laughs> they just all like needed something to do, and Sophie always has a plan. <laughs> so they're like, all right, I guess I, I have this to do. I have no plans or ambitions of my own, but that could be a sign that perhaps Jesse is not the father because then. Sophie might know Ellen a little bit more. Ooh, a clue. A clue. That's a good point, though. That is a good point. But they're all still in her life. Like, she's referred to Ellen as Aunt Ellen, to the child. You're saying after this, like, 30-year friendship, they still don't know each other very well. I mean, do you think they do? <laughs> no. I mean, at this moment in time, no. Yeah, well, yeah. Can you can you like go back and identify like okay? Besides the fact that they had the work episode together before that, when was the last time that uh, Sophie and Ellen had a story together? When Sophie was stealing her therapist. Oh, pff, yeah, she knows <laughs> Ellen really well. <laughs> yeah, no, that's uh, that's a great barometer for friendship. Yes. So Sid shows up at Ellen's apartment. And Ellen is like, why are you here? You never come here. And I don't have time to do my Ariana Grande impression right now, but she does it anyways. Well, it's it literally takes her like half a second. She doesn't yeah. have time for it. Yeah. Ariana Grande. Oh, yeah. No, that, that, that one does qualify. On the plus side, I got to see Woody Harrelson's penis from the inside. So we learned that Sid and Ellen are both in the same predicament right now. Hannah is moving back to New York imminently after a whole... Ugh, I have so many feelings about that storyline, but that's not the point. And Sid wants Jesse to move out. Ellen also wants to live on her own and is trying to broach the subject of moving out with Charlie. And they're both really bad at just saying what they want and need and being grown-ups about it. Honestly. Move it! Honestly, though, it's like so much easier for these child adults to just contrive a whole scheme than to just use their words. Well, I mean, in fairness, Sid did try, or no, who tried to use their words? It was Ellen who tried to actually use her words. That's true. Um, and Charlie thought it was an improv game. Yeah, what does that say about <laughs> their dynamic? Well, I we mean, also learned that they read the same book at the same time, so... Yeah, I mean, to speak, I mean, of all the like child adults, Charlie is probably the childest adult. 
he literally would have probably like suffered from carbon monoxide poisoning or whatever. <laughs> he would have literally died. <laughs> Had Ellen not saved him. Yeah. On Sid's end, he tries to tell Jesse, you know, Hannah's moving back to New York, like hoping that he'll like get the hint. But Jesse's like, nah, man, isn't she just gonna like sleep in your room? Like, we good. Yeah. Speaking of people who will be coming in and making six figures. <laughs> yeah, truly. Yeah. Yeah, we learn a lot about Sid and Jesse's situation, but we'll save that. We won't spoil it. Yeah. But here we learn Ellen's like, I can live on my own. I'm pulling six figures, girl. To which I was like, damn, Ellen, since when? <laughs> and Sid says, Jesse can't be by himself. I have to Heimlich the dude twice a week, which is a crazy sentence. I think that Jesse needs to go see a doctor and <laughs> probably just chew his food more. Yeah, that does sound like a medical emergency. <laughs> I mean, if, if you're choking that many times a week, you you either have like bad eating habits, you're eating too fast, or you have the smallest trachea in the world. <laughs> yeah, something is not right. Yeah. And this is when Alan comes up with the master plan to, quote, roommate trap Jesse and Charlie by forcing them to have a sleepover. Jesse got banned from Color Me Mine, which is also a wild. Is that a real place? Yeah. Oh, interesting. So we arrive at the restaurant with Sophie and Val, who is just there. Literally contributes nothing to this episode. It's so disappointing. (laughs) The inability that they have to do anything meaningful with Val is upsetting. They arrive before Sophie's parents. The waiter is too hot. Problem number one. Sophie said, hot but forgettable. Yeah, just like a generic hot, not like a real like main character hot. Needs to be best friend hot. But this is great for Val, who immediately gives this waiter her number. And then we cut to um, Sophie's parents spotted, making out outside. <laughs> spotted in the wild. Spotted in the wild. <laughs> yeah. And this uh, leads Sophie to her calming mantra, which is literally just her chanting calming mantra. <laughs> that was funny. Calming mantra. Um, just showing, I think, once and for all, she stands for nothing. <laughs> back in the other storyline, Charlie shows up at Jesse and Sid's apartment. He needs to spend the night because Ellen told Charlie that she's having her super period. And I, for one, think that the writers could have come up with something better than that. Well, maybe they were writing and it was a blood moon. A blood moon? Yeah, a blood moon. Have you never heard of I, a blood moon? I have, but... Yeah, when there's a... Everybody knows when there's a blood moon, that's when the super periods <laughs> come oh, Atlanta. out. <laughs> no, it's just like the most basic notion that blood. like men can't handle periods that I really, I don't know, push back against in the year 2023. Maybe maybe Charlie could hand. I mean, obviously they lived together for some time. Charlie can handle a regular period, but you don't know what happens on a super period. If I add the, <laughs> yeah, but he didn't even ask. He was all like, "Don't ask." Don't ask. <laughs> he comes in while Jesse is um, alphabetizing his vinyl collection. Why is what? What was it like? Def Leppard. Next to Lumineers, comma, the. Oh, ZZ Top. Oh, ZZ Top. Yeah. Next to Lumineers, comma, the. You cannot beat the warmth of analog, says Jesse. And Charlie just sits on the couch and he starts reading. And they're not bonding. They're each, they're, they're in the same space, but they're each doing their own thing, which I say is 
perfectly acceptable behavior. Yeah, that's fine. Um, would you or do you have Reese's Book of the Month Vet Vet on your <laughs> on your read list? Okay, it's not a real book. First of all, second of all, the idea <laughs> that they like slandered Reese in this way is unacceptable. On the plus side, I got to see Woody Harrelson's penis from the inside. Even the way that the fake book looked, that would never be a Reese pick. <laughs> Reese picks are hardcover. They are stickered. They are. Yeah, they're for well, Instagram. They're for Instagram. <laughs> they're not actually for reading. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they are typically centering women and. And they're already in production. <laughs> because. Have, you know what I mean when I reference um, women's stories matter. They just no, matter. Who said? Reset that on like The View and it's a meme. Oh, do you think? <laughs> I feel like every, well, not every, but I feel like, you know, there are women all the time try to make a book club. Like Oprah has a book club. And, oh, there are so many. Jenna, Jenna Bush. Yeah, Jenna Bush has a book club. Um, I think um, Emma Roberts has a book club. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who's Emma Roberts' book club? She Emma Roberts doesn't have the following for a book club. Yes, she does. And her fan base isn't old enough to care about being in a book club. Why? Trying to reach a younger audience. <laughs> they don't care about that. They want TikToks. No, you need a... You need a clear platform to the 45 and ups. <laughs> I don't think Emma Roberts has that power yet. She's what, like 35? Okay. Cool it. Let's what? take it down a notch. I that 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 is just crazy to me. Like <laughs> what's next? The Millie Bobby Brown book club? Like <laughs> Honestly, probably. Do you know that Millie Bobby Brown wrote a book? No. About it what? It's like based on her family history. Oh, so she wrote, a, Millie Bobby Brown wrote a book about Millie Bobby Brown. No, it's fiction, she, but it's really using, stressed. no, but it's using like her family history, something World War II, something, I don't know, but it's a book and it's coming. Wow. And I wouldn't be surprised if Millie Bobby Brown started a book club. Well, in a- To promote her own book. <laughs> I'm on the pulse of these things, so I, I can speak something and it'll happen. Like these Narnia movies that apparently are going to happen now, thanks to Greta Gerwig. Oh, Melanta. So, Millie Bobby Brown, you're welcome for this great idea. <laughs> Sid and Ellen are not pleased with the lack of bonding that is happening, and they need to force it. They need some quality male bonding now. So yeah, they could leave a baby on the doorstep. Mm. Ellen can always get a baby. To which I say, how? <laughs> <laughs> so back at the restaurant, Sophie's parents are meeting, quote, in quotation marks, each other and pretending like they don't know each other. And it's very awkward to which Sophie is like, cut the shit like we saw, which honestly credit to Sophie for just like calling it out at the top. Mm -hmm. And her dad is like, damn it. I knew we shouldn't have made out so close to our destination. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hindsight, 2020, that's what they say. Yeah, and we get sort of the backstory. Sophie's mom went to the hot dog restaurant because she wanted to make sure that he was a good guy and they have chemistry. Yeah, who knew? That first step's a doozy. <laughs> oh, Dad. I really never thought you'd be finding reasons to play that clip. <laughs> 
so often. But yes, at this point, Laurie and Nick have had five or six dates and a salty weekend by the sea. That's, I don't know what that means. (laughs) But that's weird. A salty weekend by the sea. And this is great for Val, right? Because Val is like, okay, we don't even have to do this. Like they already like this, it, they completely subverted the parent trap expectations. Like they, you got what you wanted without even trying. Let's focus on getting this hot waiter to snap me like a glow stick. <laughs> Another crazy sentence that was spoken in this episode. Val likes to pine, but she's also horny. So she, I what a complicated it. woman. I respect it, honestly. <laughs> um, back at Jesse's apartment, Ellen drops a game through the window. Very subtle. And then Jesse just finds the game immediately. It's so convenient. Yeah. Say it or do it. The electronic male bonding game for men featuring the voice of Rob Gronkowski. (laughs) On the plus side, I got to see Woody Harrelson's penis from the inside. And they did get the voice of the Gronk. Oh, did they? Was he credited? It sounded like him. (laughs) I mean, yeah. That's true. But it's easy for anybody to sound like anybody. I should fact check that, shouldn't I? Yeah, you just need kind of like a vague Buffalo accent, and then you can do Rob Gronkowski. Where is Rob Gronkowski these days? Oh, yeah. No, he gets a credit. I was going to say, my dad is like the patriot of all patriot stands. Like, I think I know a Rob Gronkowski voice when I hear it. But where is he these days? He's an analyst for Fox. Mm. And clearly here. And here. <laughs> Why are you asking? You found him. okay question i don't i think we have to retract his woody penis club why because because this is a real board game because (laughs) no because he consented to being a part of this episode like his name and likeness was not used against him he was a part of the episode and Uh has a credit like kind of like i we didn't put lance and joey in last week that is true that is true you're right we should uh, we should revoke it. Although I will say, say it or do it. Uh, or no, sorry. This is just say it, do it, not say it or do it. But there is an actual game that you can buy called Say It, Do It, a truth or dare card game. Sue. <laughs> <laughs> lawsuit, lawsuit. Um, the math doesn't really work, though. It says 54 cards per deck, 26 say it's and 26 do it's. That only adds up to 52. <laughs> what are the other two cards? <laughs> Jokers. Oh, instructions and surprise card. What? What is a surprise card? <laughs> <laughs> surprise. <laughs> oh, man. Well, now I'm curious. We need to buy this. Oh, my God. We have enough games. We have enough game controversy in this family. <laughs> we don't need more. The last time Jesse cried was according to this was the say it question. I don't know if you said that already. When's the last time you cried, Brochacho? The last time Jesse cried was three weeks ago when he thought about Ellen dying someday. Yeah, Charlie's like, same. <laughs> and Sid and Ellen are watching this all unfold and are like, they're doing it. They're bonding. Yes, we'll be free. Um, meanwhile, back at the restaurant, Sophie's feelings about everything that's going down has quickly reversed um, because she learns that her parents went to Coney Island without her. That hurts. Yeah, they rode this cyclone, and her mom threw up fish. Why wasn't she there? <laughs> She's like, how could you not invite me when my Insta bio clearly says roller coaster fanatic? 
<laughs> that reminds me, I've been meaning to change my bio to best Tetris player in Southern California <laughs> sometime. <laughs> and Sophie's reaction to her parents' relationship, which is what she wanted, is to just run away. Mm-hmm. She's gone. She dips. And then cut to Kim Cattrall, who doesn't open the episode. She comes in here and her kid is like, you just ran to which she says, yeah, remember that your reaction to, I don't know, something about wanting to go to Olivia Rodrigo's farewell tour. Yeah. Weird timing. Weird timing. Weird weird timing on the week that uh, Vampire came out. Yeah. And like farewell tour. What are you trying to say? What? That she's washed. <laughs> on the plus side, I got to see Woody Harrelson's penis from the inside. See, that's clear. That is clear, WPC, because <laughs> that is some slander <laughs> to someone who is well on her way to becoming one of the best, like most iconic, like pop vocalists of our time. Yeah, but the real question is, will she have a book club? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> You heard it here first. By like 2045, Olivia Rodrigo will have a book club. Well, I'm not going to wait around 20 years for a book club. Give me Millie Bobby Brown's book club. Before. <laughs> no. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I wonder with Kim Cattrall sometimes, is it in her contract? Like, is she like contractually have to be in every episode in some way? Because her presence here felt like wholly unnecessary. And I I kind of Jesus Christ, Penny, unnecessary. Yeah. And like, (laughs) I don't know. I kind of don't love when they deviate from the like, just let her let her be at the top. Let her set us up and then let us go into the episode. I think whenever she's in the middle, it really takes me out. It like disrupts the flow for me. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you have any feelings about it. Yeah, I don't I don't think she needs it's definitely in her contract that she needs to show up in every episode. Yeah. Gotta make that money. Six figures. <laughs> <laughs> so from there we go back to the Charlie and Jesse story. And this is where we learn that Charlie and Jesse are playing Ellen and Sid. They found the nanny cam that Ellen set up. I don't know if I said that before, but they have been watching them this whole time via a nanny cam. And They start playing up their own relationship with each other and to the point where Ellen and Sid are like, oh no, they're bonding too much. Oh no, they can't like each other more than they like us. We must break this up. Yeah, they're going to go on vacation together, share a strawberry daiquiri. It's going to be a great time. Very sensual. Yes. A salty weekend by the sea. And I'm sorry, I jumped ahead. Um, This isn't the point where they call out that they got them. They just start kind of playing up their relationship and Ellen and Sid are feeling threatened. Mm-hmm. That's in the next scene. But that does happen directly after this scene. So we're good. I thought I was jumping ahead. I guess I'm not. Everything kind of unravels from here. Ellen's like, I can afford my own place now. And Charlie's like, I thought we were living together for for love, not for money. <laughs> Doesn't Charlie come from wealth? I mean, yeah, he does have like a face cream guy, right? (laughs) A shaver, you mean? I forget. No. Well, maybe it is. He he definitely has like a 
uh, a guy who shaved his face. I thought he, I don't know, he had all sorts of people who performed very specific functions in his youth. Yeah, where is Charlie's generational wealth in all of this? Just because he lives in America doesn't mean... Did he get cut off? Did Am I forgetting about that? I mean, I think he did get cut off because that's why he had to share with Ellen in the first place. Yeah, because he's always moving to different countries for different women. Mm-hmm. And his family said, you're done. We also learn that Sid pays seven eighths of the rent to which Jesse's like, oh, what are you a fractioneer now? <laughs> and then chokes. I mean, yeah, it's it, it. I feel like it's it's pretty definitively Sid's apartment at that point. Yeah. And Sophie ran all the way from wherever this restaurant is to their apartment, bursts in the door and is like, need to hide. My parents love each other. I can't handle it. I ran. Um, so she runs into Jesse's room where Jesse is moping post the confrontation with Sid. And she hides under his desk because she is a child. Yeah. On the off chance they come into Jesse's room, <laughs> they won't see her if she's under the desk. They do follow her all the way back to the apartment, though, which is wild. Yeah. Just also. four people in full sprint. <laughs> <laughs> Running through the streets of New York. Yes. <laughs> and her parents show up and loudly apologize. And her mom is like, we'll be back at the restaurant when you're ready to talk. Eating tiramisu. And Sophie gets so excited over the mention of tiramisu. She like jumps and like whacks her head and probably definitely concusses herself. That's a crazy reaction to tiramisu. <laughs> Yeah, like it's my sister's favorite dessert, but I don't think she'd give herself a concussion over it. It's literally like if someone like says the word cookie in front of a dog. It's like you can't help yourself. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. This is all basically an elaborate setup, in my opinion, to just force Jesse and Sophie together, right? Because they're really still trying to make that happen. Well, yeah, this is the only way that Sophie is going to see Jesse's throw blanket to prove that he's an adult. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And Sophie opens up to him about her feelings that, you know, when she saw her parents being together, she saw them as a trio. But now they're a duo and she's an uno and she doesn't like that. And oh, they're so annoying. They're just so like lovey-dovey and cute and telling these stories and blah, 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 blah. To which Jesse's like, wait a second. You think your parents are annoying? You're a real family. I also don't like, what does Sophie think is going to happen? Like they'll they'll hang out together, but they'll only communicate through her. <laughs> like, yeah, she really wants to Can you to tell be your father that? <laughs> the like middle person. She wants to be the connective tissue. Like, that's not a triangle. That's just a straight line. Yes. <laughs> and she's like, oh my gosh, you're so right. They drive me crazy. I hate their guts. I'm so happy. That's bizarre. <laughs> um, and then it gets weird really fast. There's like a sharp pivot into starting to, but not really talking about what went down with them. That just felt like so forced to me. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know what he, it was just like, oh, we're talking about her parents. Oh, yeah. Look at this cool blanket. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I got that when we were sort of but not really seeing each other for like 12 hours. Well, they had to prime it for the uh, the Parker mention later. Yeah. Yeah. 
which also felt a little bit too extreme. I don't know. The past couple episodes, they've been really, uh, you know, bringing up this relationship over and over again. I feel like Sophie secretly, well, not so secretly, I don't know if she doesn't want um, like the Jesse and Parker thing to work out more because of how it all went down or more because she just really doesn't want the uh, the confirmation that she is just that person that people <laughs> date before they find their actual person. Yeah, well, that's a good point. I do think it's coming for a bit from that place, for sure. <laughs> She's like, they need to not work. The whole sort of like roommate trap situation sort of resolves itself, but not really. I mean, Jesse does get that he has to move out and that the Sessi era is over. I hated that. Yeah. And Ellen decides that, what, she wants to keep living with Charlie? Like, nothing has changed here. That was honestly what it seemed like, but I think they should get a different place. Yeah, if Ellen's pulling in six figs, they can just get a two-bedroom? Like, just move move up? Yeah, and it, I mean, there was already, I feel like, motivation for them to leave. Why do you think the fuggo super won't fix our sink? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's time. Yeah, you need to leave. It's time. You need to leave that place. Did you mention hot waiters at Gemini? <laughs> no, I didn't. They're going to get so weird. <laughs> That's the thing. Like, I just, Val just totally fell off in this episode to the point where, like, you could just as easily just leave her out of this recap entirely and it wouldn't matter. Like, True. nothing happened for her. There was no, like, did she get with hot waiter? We don't even know. There was, like, nothing, nothing. <laughs> yeah, very true. Very true. Val deserves better. Francia deserves better. She overstepped with that dance. <laughs> Stay <Yeah>. in your lane. <laughs> <laughs> and then we close out this episode. Sophie returns to the restaurant, eats tiramisu with her parents, who apologize and call each other hot. And it's awkward, but that's family. Am I right? So is the implication here that now that Sophie knows the parents are going to break up, it was only <laughs> it was only fun when it was a secret? You mean that the parents are together? Yeah. You just said that the parents are going to break up. Yeah, no. Like, it was fun while Sophie didn't know. You know, now that Sophie knows, it's like, oh, kind of weird now. Now they should break up. Oh, that Sophie wants them to break up. No, that they will break up. I think part of the attraction was that it was a secret. Oh, to each other? You, yes. Oh, like, that's what they said. Yeah. They said that. They did say they liked that it was a secret. So now it's not a secret. Is it not as sexy anymore? Oh. Way to ruin it, Yikes. Sophie. <laughs> but basically, this whole episode culminates in putting forth this idea that will push Sophie back toward Jesse, right? Because she sees her parent situation she sees herself in it they use very similar phrasing and language to talk about their first time together their first like the, that it was over before it even began which is what jesse and sophie had just said to each other while she was under his desk or rather when she was sitting on the throw blanket this was post post tarimisu and then from there really putting forth this idea of everybody deserving a second chance they laid it on thick, did they, they did. not? They did. And then Sophie gets a text that everyone's having a game night back at Sid and Jesse's place, and she's going to go until she gets another text informing her that 
Parker's there. And fuck Parker. <laughs> I want more tiramisu. She knows nothing about Parker. <laughs> but she was just getting to thinking maybe her and Jesse deserve that second chance. I'm confused. Why, like, I, why does it default back to Jesse and not Drew, the person that she was in a relationship with for, like, a long time? <laughs> a long time is a stretch. Longer than Jesse. Longer than Jesse. They were together for a day. Well, I think it was really meant to, I think it was a very similar situation with her parents, right? It was a mirror, like they hooked up once Mm -hmm. and then that was it. Yeah. So there's more of a direct parallel. Mm -hmm. So that's why it defaults to Jesse. And that's the end of the episode. Okay. Did I miss anything? I don't think so. I mean, I guess what, what, what did you feel about Rob Gronkowski's performance? It was adequate. (laughs) It was what I expected it to be. Well, when was the last time you lost control of your emotions, Playa? <laughs> Yesterday. <laughs> MVP? Sure, why don't you go first? Me first? Yeah, you always make me go first. But I'm curious to see what you're going to say. Can I just give it to Sophie's parents, plural? Mm, I guess you could. They're but that of, would devalue your MVP. They're kind of one thing in this episode, though. Oh, no. I think you have to choose one. Okay, then I'm going to give it to Sophie's mom. And you know why I'm going to give it to Sophie's mom? Why? Because I think that this episode showed that there is a lot more to Sophie's mom and that Sophie's mom is not the mom that we have been told she is. And I thought that everything about this episode, everything about her in this episode was so much more like emotionally mature than I was expecting it to be. She was also entitled to keep her new relationship a secret. Like, she didn't owe Sophie that information while they were figuring it out. Mm-hmm. I think once Sophie reacted the way she did, she gave her the space to process. She wasn't, like, emotionally reactive. She let Sophie come to her when she was ready. I don't know. I thought that Sophie's mom was a good mom in this episode. Wow. I actually was also thinking Sophie's mom, but for a very different reason. <laughs> For me, Sophie's mom gets the MVP for saying tiramisu and getting Sophie a concussion. (laughs) That's not a reason. That's my reason. It's my award. I gave it out. Okay. So we will be back next week with the two-part season two finale. Yes, the penultimate episode and then the finale. Okay. One more week of How I Met Your Father coverage will be coming from us until who knows when because we have heard nothing about a renewal at this point and the writers are still striking so i think it will be a bit of a break until we return yeah have you seen enough do you think in season two to want a season three honestly i I, i'm in i'm in it i would keep watching even if we stopped podcasting i would say Wow. Okay. I think that. Do you think there's anything that could happen in the last two episodes that would make you think, eh? <laughs> oh, for sure. For <laughs> sure. But at this moment in time, I would be down for a season three. Okay. And until next week, you can find us at Outfit Repeat Pod on Twitter. Email us at Alpha Repeaters Podcast at gmail.com. If you like this episode and you want to hear more, you can find them either at our website, www.paginatedmedia.com, or on any platform where podcasts are available. We will see you next week to talk about How I Met Your Father, Season 2, Episodes 19 and 20. The end. Mm-hmm.